Welcome to episode 242 of Core. My name is Scott Johnson. I'm here with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. We're here to talk about video games. I got a quick question before we get started, though. Uh, I've seen uh, pictures on Twitter. People have uh, PlayStation 5 DualSense controllers already. And I don't understand what that's about. Did they get released ahead of time? And it's just the console people are waiting for? Uh, Or what? Can I go to Walmart and just grab? Not that I want one, but could I just grab one? Is that the deal? I don't know. You guys, I don't know. You guys don't have one, obviously. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. But I have another question for you. But yeah, the tweet you posted today, yeah, on the PlayStation Five. Yeah, I saw this tweet with all the planets and their size, and then at the end there was like a the PlayStation Five was the largest thing in the. Yeah. I haven't seen the box. Is it? Is that a thing? Is it, it too is big? big? It is taller. It's very it's big. It's very big. It's taller than my computer tower over there. Uh, I measured them. And it's taller than, an, than I don't know about average computer towers and towers. Have huge, they but, made a statement about it at all? I mean, other than <laughs> here they it is. They said, we think it's a good size and, uh, yeah. you know, we think people will appreciate I mean, it. I typed in PlayStation 5 and the first thing is like, PlayStation 5, play has no limits. And I snickered because, you know, yeah, <laughs> the size no, of the box has no limits either. Yeah, you keep your <laughs> keep your dog in there. That thing is so big. What's, what's weird I haven't is, seen it, though. Everybody but. was sure that the Xbox Series X was going to be the giant beast because it was this big monolithic looking black, you know, slab. But it's downright small compared to it's still a big console well, but it's small yeah to quote to Bo earlier it's girthier it's yeah. got it's got girth to it yeah um yeah the very first oh, here it is uh, i'm looking for a picture for a comparison okay there's a couple floating around that are pretty good um okay here's one that you guys might like no that just compares it to current consoles. there's one there it has a bunch of systems stacked on top of each other oh oh yeah yeah that's is that useful how about this one? Yeah, if you stack know. all your current systems on top of each other, it's not as tall. So one I just put in there is PlayStation 5 next to a PlayStation 4 Pro next to the Xbox Series X. Well, as so, usual, the internet's exaggerating. It's not that big. It's pretty big. I mean, PlayStation 4 is not that big. No, well, okay, but here's what you need to do. You need to compare this. And then I also not have a white background. I think that makes this thing look smaller than it is because a lot oh, of that white blends in. It's hard to see the, the contrasting yeah, lines for sure. Like where the edges are. But hold that up next to something you can compare it to, like, I don't know, a common toaster or something. It's enormous. <laughs> it's very big. It's not a problem. Mm. I mean, it might be for some people with what room they have under their under their uh, unit there, their TV. Uh, I don't know, but... It's a freaking beast, man. They all are. They're all pretty big. They got a lot of. They got a lot of air to move around. They got to keep them cool. I don't necessarily have a problem with it at all. I think the. I think the bigger problem is this. These lapels on there. Yeah, it, when you lay it on its or side, lapels, it looks like, as I sometimes call. Them. If you lay it on its side, it looks like <laughs> somebody put it on John's dashboard in Arizona in the summer. It's like warped. Looks like it's all yeah. Melted. Like it's cool, but also I'm picturing the dust and then trying to get a cloth in there, and I'm like, eh, just make it. I like the Xbox because again, I can wipe it down really easily and get the dust off. Yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, eh, I don't need. I don't know that I need my console to look this way. Like it's fine, I guess. It's fine. But Once you're playing, who cares? Fine. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I'm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't even know why. I, like, I think it looks cool actually, for the most part. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to find things to criticize, but. I don't see it. I mean, it is no, big. No, I think it's great. Whatever. It's a big system, but I think it. 
I th- hey, it's cool that they did something unique with it. And it seems like based on that breakdown where they took it apart, it looks like there's some cool technology in there. Yeah. It's, it's a weird console. Yeah. But we'll all be used to it. And in six years when they're talking about new consoles, they'll show us something that looks like a fish. And we'll be like, well, that's weird. The PS5 looked normal. What is this? <laughs> Do you guys actually, that's a great question. Do you guys think that... So, so there was an experiment this last generation, and depending on who you talk to, um, you're going to get a different answer on how successful it was. But in the middle of this console cycle, we ended up with uh, slightly better versions of each console during the cycle, which never happens really. I mean, you get shrunk down ones, you get slims, you get that kind of stuff, special editions. But in the past, that's always been, here's your 360, it's the same hardware, it's not advanced in any way, it's just smaller or whatever. Uh, or maybe it has a bigger hard drive, but actual spec changes is rare. So PlayStation 4 Pro and Xbox Series, no, Xbox One X. Man, their naming conventions suck. But anyway, uh, those happened and they didn't make the big splash I think anybody thought they would. I think most people, myself included, just said, ah, I think I'm good. I don't really need the Pro. I'm just going to stick with my regular PS4 don't have an Xbox one. So I'm just not that worked up about it. Do you think after that, after whatever lessons were learned there, uh, whether or not there'll be a, a, a middle ground, a, you know, mid mid cycle console replacement during this cycle. I personally don't think so. I think they're done with that. That's I'll be, I'll be a counter to your vote. I'll vote. They still do it. Okay. So you think a PlayStation um, 5 Pro or whatever they call it is is a potential thing five years from now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think mm. especially right now, like right now it's becoming harder and harder to define why a new console is coming out. We kind of talked about this with the impressive things about these consoles is that you look at it and go, the graphics like it's more you look at it and you go oh the load times look at look at that that game loaded very quickly what a what a thing that's what all the news articles are about mm-hmm. hey check out uh you know quick launch quick re- replay quick switch whatever it's called they're like oh look it's an amazing technology and so i think there's a better chance that some new technology upgrade happens or hits and they go, we're going to put that in a, you know, a 1.5 version of the console and we're going to put it out mm. because we know we can get people to drop another four or $500 on a console. Not everybody, but for just doing this. And we were going to go back to the drawing board and redesign the console anyway, because they always do that. They always make them smaller, quieter, cheaper, but they have a cool way of going just do a little bit and we can get people to pay a premium for this. Yeah, I think they here, still do it. Here's the problem though. They end up, I think alienating their pay, their player base in, in some ways. So some games would come out on the PlayStation four and the PS4 pro version would not have an appreciable amount of uh, improvement. Like you'd, you'd be like, Oh, well I was already getting 60 frames. So that didn't really help me. And maybe the UHD, but my TV's okay. I guess Nah, like there was diminishing returns on that additional investment in a new console for a lot of people. So some would say they didn't go far enough with a jump in the middle. And part of me says, well, of course not, because they got to save that, you know, the big jumps they got to save for their next full generation switchover, which is, uh, which is this. So I, I'm torn on it. I don't think 
I don't think I like it. I like the idea that a console generation, one of its advantages among many, but one of its clear advantages has always been one base of hardware to develop for, which means you take full advantage, especially over time, full advantage of the hardware on on offer, and it doesn't vary console to console. It's the disadvantage of PCs, uh, or at least PC development, where they got to make all kinds of settings so that if you got an old video card, you can still play it and you know, try to satisfy everybody all the way up and down the chain. Whereas with the console, you put it out on that thing, it runs the same on everybody's, no matter what. And this last little weird thing they all did kind of put a put a little bit of a rock into your into your spokes and said, "No, nah, what okay." I I got a question though. All right, here, this is what we in the business call a clarifying question on our bet here. Give it. What if they do a modified version of the console, but it's technically less powerful than what they initially put out? And this is what I mean by that. What if? The big technology shift, because when you talk about the lifespan of a console, you're talking 10 years. You think about what happens in 10 years, a lot of stuff goes down. What if the big radical change is streaming or VR or streaming to VR or something along that lines? And technically the new console is less, hey, it's more powerful, but just we've now integrated what has become a standard needed technology into the box. Mm. Would you still see that as a 1.5 or would you just see that as an evolution? Um, uh, I mean, you're basically getting into PC territory here. That's what you're describing, yeah. right? Component-based incremental upgrades. Ooh, this SSD is better than my spinning drive. Swap it out. Sweet. All right, now I'm that much more ahead. Ooh, same computer and now uh, RTX ray tracing. All right, cool. Get a 2080 or better. And and now I'm doing that. Like if there were a way for consoles to have a track like that, I'd be pretty happy about it. It just hasn't worked in the past. Like the problem is it's a self-contained, non-open it up and do your own shit in there kind of arrangement. So if you want to do that kind of stuff, you you just can't. Um, you can expand heart or you know disk space and storage with external drives and all of that. That's always or been true for a while, but uh, you don't have the kind of control you do with a PC. So one of the weaknesses of a console is that. So when they try to wedge it in by saying, well, how about for another 500, you get this thing with a slightly better resolution. I, I just think you do a weird player split, a weird... Because you also have to keep supporting the games on the previous 1.0 version and your 1.5. So your pro games may have some advantages, but you still got to make sure it runs on a basic PS4. And they didn't do a great job of that. There were some games that ran really poorly unless you had a pro. And even in that case, it ran poorly compared to the PC equivalent of the same game. Um, A good example of that is me jumping back and forth playing No Man's Sky. It is kind of a slog on PlayStation 4. And the load times are horrendous. And I'm getting way better, you know, a thousand times better performance on my PC as compared to that. The Pro version isn't that much different than the PlayStation 4 version by every account I've heard, including, you know, personal friends that are just like, ah, it's not as good as you'd think it would be. So my take is it's it's both not enough and it's also too much. And that sounds weird, but I really think it's that's where my head's at with it. So I kind of hope they don't. Bo, do you have a do you have a hot take on whether or not you know three four years into this they should change it? Because I I guess technically the last generation was what eight years, right? Not uh, not quite ten. Twenty thirteen they came yeah, out. Yeah, it's so. not ten. 
less than less than it used to be. So maybe the short, maybe it's shorter cycles, but I don't know about the midway. So Bo, what do you, what's your take? I don't know. I think they tend to do what works previously. So I have to imagine that, you know, the 0.5 step is, was been planned for a while now Mm. and whether they abandoned it or not will be one thing, but I don't imagine that they will. I don't know why they would. Mm. Like I would, I would assume that whatever's planned for PlayStation Five, Xbox Series X, there's you know a ten year cycle that they're all following, subject to abandonment as soon as they feel it's ready to make the next iteration. So, I guess that they do it based on past behavior. I don't know if it's the right move or not, but mm. I assume that's part of their ten year plan. I don't know what the sales numbers were like. That would be interesting to see if the One X or the PS4 Pro sold well. <laughs> Because like even even if they don't make money on a on a new box, it keeps them in the. I mean, that's just twenty twenty in a nutshell. It keeps yeah. them relevant. There's a news. There's something to look forward to. It's going to kill. It's going to. There's probably a lull in sales as the age wears on and releasing that product at a particular point after the launch, like mm. two to three years, whatever it is, generates renewed interest and pair that with some new games for pr- cross promotion. Like this is all planned years. Of, like they're not going like. What games are we going to have for these consoles in five years? Like they, they have this down to a science. They know they have a plan as to what all ten next ten years are going to look like for games, and it may not go exactly as they plan, but there's a plan. And I have to assume new consoles are part of just like everything else. There's a new car version of the same damn car every year, even yeah. though you know you can kind of just make that car if it's a good car. Why do we need new versions of cars? Because humans lose interest. Mm. And that's how we exploit them by keeping them interested and hold their attention. So I I don't assume any difference in their behavior. So that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about it, but there is, there was kind of an, um, there's a certain level of hype and excitement around the idea that they were doing this. It was also the first time console generations had tried this uh, mid cycle. And so there's a lot of people, Oh, I got to get the, and then, you know, the talk that Microsoft was better and faster. Ooh, maybe I should get an Xbox and, you know, PlayStation owners are like, oh, just think 60 frames per second in Spider-Man. Hold, hold, don't hold me back, everybody. I'm getting it. Like there, there were reasons that people got excited. So maybe that'll just happen again. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm well, I, I also want to be clear. My bet is that they do it. My, I'm not saying I like it. Right. But my bet is that they do it. Yeah. I also think you have a much clearer road for that with Microsoft. I don't know if they'll do it, but... I mean, for all the stories we saw this week about, oh my gosh, the PS5 is big. I feel like I also saw a story saying, oh my gosh, the Xbox Series S is tiny. Look at this yeah. thing. This thing's amazing. Yeah. And I feel like the Series S is actually getting a lot of attention. In some ways, it's actually felt like it's pulled away from the Series X mm-hmm. because I think it's such an interesting kind of half step forward it it almost is the same logic of that like middle level system for people but now branching generations instead of being in the middle of one yeah do it at the beginning and, and then you've just got your two that's a really good i didn't even think about that that's a really good point like that's basically what they're doing i mean there's some factors at play like you know storage and not having a optical drive. I mean, those, those things, right. It's a digital console, but yeah, it's almost like they're starting with entry level and advanced. Maybe that means they don't care so much. They're also starting with a, with slightly better specs than Sony, uh, on the X end. So in theory, there's longer, you know, longer, uh, feet on that thing. 
So I, the other I, thing, I don't know. Yeah, the other thing that's important about this too is that so I've been my my brain's been going while you've been talking, Scott, and I think that because I'm like, you know how we celebrate the launch of these consoles, mm. you know. I have to imagine someone somewhere who holds purse strings. I mean, I'm, I guess they're all probably used to it. Don't think of it this way. But I think that, like, these are loss leaders. Like, we've always known that this equipment is sold at below market value for Usually. the cost it can make. It is to make it, do all the promotion, blah, 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 blah. Unless you're Nintendo. So, like, we're it, celebrating it, the launch. Right. But I have to imagine someone somewhere hates this time of year at those companies because this is the year where they lose a bunch of money. And they find out whether or not they're going to succeed because if no one buys the box, then it's a double loss. They've yeah. spent a whole bunch on it and they're not generating any revenue for it. Yeah. So it's actually a double loss if it goes bad. And then they also don't have the boxes in your house. They can give the boxes away for free and be happy because eventually they'll buy games and sub to stuff. Right. Uh, but, you know, this is where they find out how much work they're going to have to do in the next 10 years because that second console is important if they launch it. And PlayStation 5 is looking shaky, uh, but they'll probably be fine. But let's just imagine that they do horribly. Mm. You know, Then there will for sure be a next console because that's another opportunity paired with something else, like paired with whatever plan they have. Like This went bad. So console 2 is really just a strategy to you know reinvigorate sales and maybe xbox did a bit of that with its step one back when we were like whoa you're tone deaf but Mm -hmm. step two around that time that the point five came out xbox started to seem at least appealing and they had games and you know i had personally i hadn't bought a console yet so xbox seemed like a perfectly viable option that looked as good as me to me as playstation sure uh, and final fantasy made the choice so um i just think it's definitely like the the they have this all under control. <laughs> yeah, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. I mean, they, they all want to be Nintendo, where Nintendo doesn't lose any money on their hardware. They they refuse to. Like it's they're yeah. weird, but they're weird in that way. And they also they also occupy a weird part of the market that doesn't need even to be in the argument that they used to be in. They used to be in the whole who are the top consoles and who's going to buy what. Nintendo just doing their own thing now, man. And it's yeah, like it's a, a weird part. conversation because we're so comfortable with being in like. I mean, culturally, everyone is so comfortable being in debt, but there's also a morality behind debt and the avoidance of going into any debt. And we, we're all, we've all grown up in worlds where we're used to it, but mm. own people, there's, there's been a stigma attached to being someone who borrows a lot of money, you know? I hate and, that. Uh, I hate it. Uh, I think if Nintendo like has a culture of just like, we don't lean on other people. I mean, it's the pathway to independence. Every thing you owe in life is a relationship, a bad one probably for you. Mm. And uh, so, you know, there's, there's power in the company or a person that doesn't owe anyone anything. And that's why maybe Nintendo can do the things that it does. Yeah, they're, they got it going on. All right. Well, let's dive into the other stories of the day. Of the day. All right, Cyberpunk. I, always, I sit in fear on Twitter of a yellow screen with a bunch of text on it. Because uh, you get punked with them all the time. Uh, somebody a couple weeks ago put up a big yellow screen with a bunch of stuff and a Cyberpunk logo that said... I'm never going to give you up, never going to let you down. It was basically me getting Rickrolled. Uh-huh. And I went, oh, phew, okay, well, at least that wasn't a real one. And then, lo and behold, a couple of days ago, Cyberpunk, CD Projekt Red, put up a post saying, very important information, we are delaying our game one more time. Not as long as time, like 21 days or something. Uh, December 10th is the new date, and it got pushed back a tiny bit. I'm not too bothered because... 
I will admit this week I was on the fence. If Cyberpunk was going to make their original date, I was going to not get any big AAA stuff like big time consumers uh, in my life. I was going to wait. I was just going to wait for that. And I was going to live on WoW and that'd be good enough. And then that would come out in November and then I'm good. Now with this opening, I feel like I got a little bit of an opening and Ubisoft's going to benefit from it because I think this weekend I'm going to get uh, Watch Dogs Legion, which comes out tomorrow or not tomorrow, Friday. Reviews are good. It looks like they're they're hitting a lot of the promises they made with what that game's supposed to be. And I'll get a chance to play it with enough time before that happens. Now you could say, well, what about Valhalla coming out? Yes, that's happening. I hadn't really put that on my math. I haven't calculated that into my problem, but um, I do feel like I suddenly have a bit of a reprieve before Cyberpunk gets all my time. Um, but I'm guessing the three of us are okay with this. It's all right. Take your time. Do your thing. You know, I want it. I want it bad, but you know, I'm not dying yeah. here. I'll be all right. Do what you, do what you got to do. You wouldn't know that by checking the online status. In fact, they had to put out a. Please stop threatening the lives of our developers post today mm-hmm. uh, because of the delay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't feel like we should have to say that on the show. I think it's pretty obvious. Like, you know what threatening a developer does? Uh, it does not get the game out sooner. Guaranteed that. In any case, did you threatening the life of a developer have them go, Oh, my life's in danger. Well, okay, let's put it out then. Yeah. Uh, so at best, <laughs> nothing happens. At worst, you get in serious trouble and shouldn't do it because it's morally wrong. Um, and well, it's just it's just bad. Like, uh, the, the reality is, is, even at best, you're a dickhead for doing it. Yeah, I so agree. Don't do yeah. it. Well, I mean, I was going to say, that's sick people that are doing that, right? Oh, like, yeah. Nobody, nor- nobody normal does that. I don't even know but if they I, I shouldn't I, use the word normal, but nobody healthy does that. I, I agree, <laughs> but I, I would actually throw in there, I'm not so sure it's about health. I think it might just be about maturity. This, there's this thing online that we do where we're sure that only psychopaths say certain things. I'm more convinced than ever that it's 13 to 22-year-olds who say this stuff. And they mature out of it. A lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them. So somebody threatening, I mean, we never know. I don't, I can't tell and neither can they, but whoever threatened the lives of the devs at CD Projekt Red for the delay of this game, I'm not, I'm not saying I know for sure because I don't, but I would put money down that it's some freaking teenager who is bored. I'm not a hundred percent because I can't see him. That's part of the problem is I can't see him. But if I could see him, I think, I think, there's more of them are just not grown up yet. And I'm not saying they're grown up right or that they may not be a problem later or that they might be 35 and terrible. I'm just saying sometimes I think we give way too much credence, credence to these trolls. And if we could find out, we would find out that they're all under 16 and we would just go, Oh, well yeah, everyone's a dick when they're 14. Get out of here, kid. Like that's what we'd say. So nah. I could be wrong. It doesn't make it good. No, it doesn't I make mean, it. I'm not I was justifying once it. Too. It, it was, it's fun. That is fun. That was a kind of fun. I know I partook it. So like <laughs> it's, it's, and no one's age is so, you know, we don't even believe it, even if it was there, but nobody's age is next to their account profiles or email addresses. No, so ever. we can't know, no, but we never know. They all have the phones. It's little Toby, the six year old punk. Who's like, I'm going to murder everyone at CD project red. If I don't get this game today, <laughs> Toby, 
Why Toby? How come Toby? I don't know. Do you know Toby? No, I don't How know any Toby. I don't Reg- know. Little Reginald at home. A little Reginald, even better. I love these people. We got an idea who it is. It's little Reginald in his basement. Go get him, police mm-hmm. man. Anyway, uh, that happened, and we'll all be waiting for it. I mean, Bo, I know that's your like big game of the year that you're planning on playing. Uh, yeah, but I'm good with waiting too. Yeah. I'm I, as you can see by my beard. Hades has happened, and it's ruining my life now. Oh, just kidding. Yeah. I'm growing it out on purpose. But um, no, no, I'm, I just have a lot to do, so it's convenient. It's just the stars are aligning to be like, yeah, delay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it up, sir. Yeah. I'm definitely 40 now. I can wait for things. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how do you feel, by the way, how do you feel being the same age? No, How old are you now? You're 40. Well, I just turned 41 on the ninth. Okay, so month. you're about a year older than Kim Kardashian. How does that feel? How do you feel? Yeah. <laughs> Are you humbled by her privilege? This is a whole inside thing. You'd have to. Oh, uh, why? What was happening? She with her? did a Twitter. I, saw, I watched an interview with Kanye West the other day, but That's I, I don't know what's going on with her. Bad use of your time. But he, she, she had a um, gigantic Twitter thread about her renting a private island for her birthday, flying a hundred friends out uh, and family, uh, having this giant party, doing all this stuff, and then at the end of it, she talked about how humble she is, how humbled she's become, knowing how privileged she is. Which just made me want to fart blood. So anyway, people that say they're humbled yeah. are usually not humble. That's my take on that. Yeah, like um, didn't mean to bring that up. Crofton says it a lot, and I so I I, I definitely know how that cannot be true. <laughs> I can hear him uh, saying it. I can hear it in my mm-hmm. head. I can hear mm-hmm. Crofton going, "Oh, I'm humbled by." <laughs> I can just hear it. I don't, it doesn't have to be anything, but I can hear Crofton saying it. Yeah. He's like, I'm very humble. You don't have to say it. Yeah. Good job I know. Crofton. He's the best. Something like that. Um, Anyways, but uh, Kim Kardashian, I mean, nah, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Who she cares about Kim Kardashian? Nobody. Nobody does. Well, Kanye West seems to, but the rest I of I mean, us. like, the, uh, you know, I, I wonder. It's a serious question. I was on Amazon Prime the other day hmm. watching The Boys and Borat, you know, good things. And I saw this poster for this horrifying thing called Continuing Happiness Jonas Brothers Concert. I was like, who titles something? Or no, it's called Happiness Continues. And I'm like, who titles something Happiness Continues that's about themselves? Like, people wow. Who are and so I watched some of it. it. Yeah. And they're talented musicians. They are. I give them full credit. But they're so lame. <laughs> they are so lame. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but I, I look at it and I, I like Homelander better than I like these guys. Oh my Anyways, gosh, that says something. It's Homelander. Yeah, Homelander's kind of kind of cool. Like he's a bad guy for sure. And I don't want anyone to be like him. But he, in, in his own way, he's like that's exactly what a guy like that would be like. And I'm like, you know, okay. Let me just this say is, something about season two of the boys, just real fast, a brief moment. I haven't finished it yet, by the way. I know there's ah, nothing to spoil, spoil here. I'm not going to spoil anything. But I, I loved season two. I loved season one. <laughs> um, that show is really great. However. There is a scene toward the end of the season. And again, I'm not going to spoil any of how it leads up to it or anything. And John will know what I'm talking about. But there is a scene where Homelander is by himself. And let's just say they're kind of riffing on Batman a little bit. You know what I'm talking about, John, right? Yeah. I just wanted to reach. was right near the end. I want to reach through the camera, grab Homelander, and throw him into the dirt as hard as I can. I freaking hate that guy so bad. And he's so the guy who plays him is so good at it. Yeah, he's he so is bad. so good. Like, 
It's unbelievable. It Anyways, it's all I can think about, kind of, apart from other things. I always I'm thinking about Homelander because it's so scary. He's Superman, and he just turns around, and his eyes light up, and I'm like, ah, don't kill those people. <laughs> and you know he will because he's done it like, before. Yeah. It's like you know what he'll do. Care. He's such an ass. He's yeah, the worst. Yeah. Such, it, it's, but uh, if they had if know. they had an Emmy category or even an Oscar category for best casting in a role yeah. of anything, he would be up there. But I would also give it to Billy Butcher's. Uh, yeah, trail by uh, what's those two are good. It's not Carl uh, Urban. Th- like those two are good. Actually, the actors, you know, it's all it's all good. I, it's not a very deep, you know, it's not it's no Watchmen. Ultimately, like the commentary isn't really resonating like the Watchmen yeah. and stuff. But no, it's still good. And Homelander scares the crap out of me. Anyway, he should. He's a yeah. freaking disgusting psycho pig. But I I'm like Homelander more than the Jonas Brothers. Though, Scott, oh yeah, I was playing. I mean, I was I, not going to miss it. I loved it. You've seen the first episode of season two, right? Oh yeah, so, oh yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay, because I saw that thing with the milk, and you were the only person I could think of, Scott. I was just like, oh, they made something that was designed specifically to upset oh, Scott. It's, what, he, what he sticks the tongue in the milk? It's not even. Yes, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Actually, Bo, yeah, you yeah, make yeah, a good point. It's not that he's drinking her old. You know, she's dead now. Drinking her breast milk. That's one thing. Yeah. That's already terrible. Yeah. The second yeah. worst part is he's going. He's gnashing it. He's gnashing it. You can't be mad at that. You play a character just like Homeland. He was gnashing it like crazy. (laughs) In that way. In that way. He was totally gnashing it. Other other than that, he's nothing like Nash. Nash is an upstanding individual compared to freaking Homeland. It's a completely different character. Killed just by tripping for no reason whatsoever. (laughs) And he did the Homelander thing where he's like, he's in the way. <laughs> you shouldn't have done that. I did do that. What an That's idiot! Don't you, you guys ever see a guy running and just want to trip him? That's what I want to. Yeah, it is. Man, that place that thing goes places. And uh, but yeah, it's, it's good. Though. Worth your and time. I don't you, know how we got here, but if you can handle those kinds of themes, go ahead and watch it because it's gnarly. Like this is not for your kids. If you're like, oh, we love the MCU, well, we enjoy the boy. No, you will not. You will. That's not. I mean, you might, but I'm saying that's not what this is. Do not bring the kids to the couch and go, all right, sit down. We're watching the boys tonight. Like even from the second go, from minute go in the first season, you know right away, oh, shit, this isn't for us. This is not for you, Billy. Put your, close your eyes. You're actually, you're yeah, that's true. There was that one, like, cause there's, but yeah, I'm thinking of the scene where his girlfriend dies, right? It's like super nice. And I'm like, oh, is this going to be like a nice show? And then I'm like, oh, no, sweet. <laughs> it's <is> perfect. <laughs> it's great. I never forgot uh, about, in fact, I was a little surprised, well, it's not really a spoiler to say, but there's a character who's in the first season who I thought we'd see in the second season. Uh, and she doesn't show up, but she did a t- she killed a guy in a terrible way. You guys know which character. <laughs> Let's just say she's Wolverine like. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, she's she, well, she's dead. No longer with How us. Did she, she died. Did That's she why die? she didn't bring her back in season two. Well, hold on. How did she die in the first? <laughs> Season. I don't A-train remember. She gets OD. Train. Yeah. Oh, OD thing. I for, totally forgot about that. Uh, Never mind. But remember, she killed that dude with the. Whole, but she's great. Yeah, like she's mm-hmm. definitely she's was very good. Squeezed his head off of her. Anyway, that's the end of that story. <laughs> oh, More than any other show, right. yeah. I the I boys is now. the show that is the most guilty of getting me to go. What the? During like <laughs> yeah, dude. As I'm watching it, I don't do that during most shows. But The Boys is the one show, season two definitely had those moments where a lot of them involved milk, but uh, 
Yeah, when you're done with that show, Bo, we all need yeah, to talk about it. Yeah, we all need to talk about it. We should do a little spot I might, bonus. I might be done soon. I'm, I'm like, eager to watch it. I like Maybe we'll do it. a little yeah. bonus-y, spoilery show and put it on the Patreon feed or something, because it would be fun so to talk the, about Because season one is two is starting a little slow. You guys are all like, get to the end and let's talk. And I'm like, really? Is no, take, it, take your time. Enjoy it. But it's, yeah. it, man, it goes okay. places. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say. I'm going to watch tonight then. Ooh, I'm excited. It's very good. Uh <laughs> Chris Metzen in the news. Now I've actually known this for two weeks and I feel a little bad because I had to hold it in and I didn't tell anyone, including these two guys or did I? Maybe I did. No, I didn't. I didn't tell I anyone. So. I didn't tell no. anybody. So Metzen for a while has now been brewing on a new project. Nobody knew what it was in the light of Dreamhaven and some other announcements from ex blizzard folks. Everybody thought, Oh, they're going to come after him. And they did. They asked him. He talked about it on the interview I did with him the other day. He said, no, he turned them down. If you want to find out why, uh, and all the little details around that. It's not, there's nothing, you know, earth shattering happening here. He just basically turned him down because of what he just wants to try something new. And so that new thing is tabletop gaming. He's got a plan to design, make, publish tabletop games, original IPs, licensed IPs. Um, so stuff they're going to make, stuff they're going to pull from without. And also uh, the big plan in the beginning, and that he talks about this in the interview a little bit was more event-based stuff. But with COVID, it changed that part of the plan. So they're they're still sort of trying to figure out what that is. They didn't announce any of the projects that are currently in the works, although there are uh, multiple projects currently in the works. And we'll know more about those soon. But it is entirely focused on tabletop. And the guys he's doing it with, in particular, Mike Gilmartin, is also a uh, video game developer, ex-video game developer, and now is doing this full-time. And others on his team were all video game people, all shifting their focus into a new company that is entirely focused on tabletop gaming. Pretty exciting, I think. What do you guys think? Interesting. You guys excited? Yeah. I'm excited. I, I, I want to see what comes out of there. I'm, dude, I'm, that guy is a creative force. He's an awesome dude. And pursuing your passion, like, that's the thing, is if he had come out knowing the kinds of things he had told you in previous interviews and stuff like that and said, yeah, they got me doing a gig at this video game studio, whether that's, you know, the new one that, uh, that all the blizzard employees went to or, you know, whatever. Like I, I wouldn't be feeling the same way. I'd be excited because he's a talented guy and he's going to take talent wherever he goes, but him turning around and going, no, this is what I'm passionate about. I'm doing what I'm passionate about. Like, that's what's interesting to me. Because mm-hmm. the guy is going to, he, he's going to do what he did for video gaming when that was his major passion and focus. Like, yeah. he's going to do something awesome. Yeah. He said multiple times in the interview, the words to the effect of like, you know, I took some time off. I got, you know, uh, got in kind of retirement mode, got my head straight, kind of cleared out all my my thoughts, feelings, anxieties about, you know, having to deliver on, on the blizzard level of things, which is a super intense thing to commit yourself to. And then realized at the bottom of that, he was like, you know what? I really want to create again. I want to get back in there and make stuff. I want to tell these stories. I want to build characters and I want to, you know, do that sort of stuff. And, um, so he is, it's called war chief gaming. Seems appropriate given his, uh, his longtime status as the war chief. I mean, he is the war chief, right? Yeah. Yeah. Get a little thrall in there, uh, which is nice. Anyway, I would recommend listening to that interview if you get a second, not just because I did it, but because I think there's some good stuff in there and it gives you a really good idea of where his head's at. Um, we recorded it actually 
geez, a week and a half ago or something. It was, hmm. they were going to launch much earlier and stuff got delayed. I think some stuff at the site and some other things. So we just kind of had to keep pushing it and pushing it. And finally this, this last Tuesday it happened. Ironically, it happened right as his house was in the path of like a horrible fire. And, uh, they, they almost had to evacuate. They didn't know they're okay. Mm. So anyway, it was good stuff. Yeah, we lost you there for a second, but I think we got most of it. Oh, Sorry, my back. If you're right. wondering why there's a weird, there's a weird vibe going around in the call. Uh, Scott's looking around. Is everything okay? Yeah, I saw. I lost. Uh, yeah. Suddenly, I lost 118 frames, and I don't know why. So it was probably some yep. internet thing. Yeah, we're good. We're back. But I think we caught all of that. I really enjoyed the interview. Well, good. I thought it was good, and uh, I think you said I don't really need to add more onto what you said because you described it, and I want people to listen for themselves. Yeah, they should go but, listen. Um, it's very exciting to to see Chris Metzen working on stuff. And what I took away the most from it was just that he's going to have some stake in what he's making in a way that he didn't have at Blizzard or he's going to have anywhere else. And that's also very exciting because I think things are different when you have a stake in the things you create. Mm-hmm. And so we might see some bold expression. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see what happens. Uh, again, warchiefgaming.com is where you're going to want to go. They got a pretty cool website. It got pretty hammered on day one, but uh, today is looking good. So go check it out. And there's big write-ups on other sites like gamesindustry.biz and VentureBeat and others covered it. And uh, he, there's a video there. And I, Were you all over the press uh, the other day with your interview? Oh, no. Well, I mean, people were linking to it and stuff, but it, yeah, it wasn't. That's like, good. I mean, it's nice. It's fun. Yeah, it's it is fun. Yeah, and, ba- and uh, I mean, I can't commit to anything in particular or, or specifics, but as they get closer to play testing some other stuff, um, you can count on some of that showing up on Frog Pants to stream and us, you know, trying out some other stuff, maybe before other people, that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. so we'll let you know. Um, that's all very early though, because who knows when, you know, they'll be close to their first thing, but he's pretty excited and everyone around him seems really stoked and I'm just jazzed for those guys. It's going to be awesome. I think the thing I like best about him that I would wish, like why I would want Chris, like let's say in my life or just a person like him Mm. is he always talks that like the stuff is shop. Right. And that like people are worker, like even appealed to me in the blizzard recruitment video that he did a while ago. I just like that he refers to everything as craftsmen's and shops because I just think of us as nerds. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't use good language like that. He's like, he uses this very nice language to refer to people, and it makes me feel good. And yeah. I don't have that habit. I'm just like, I like that he does that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He's like, we were talking shop, and I'm like, you were, you were arguing probably about the application <laughs> of a rule in a tabletop setting. And, you, you know, and I just, talking shop makes it sound wholesome and good yeah and it is so i I would tend i would agree with that and he's got a talent for doing that uh and it all and it creates a sense of like oh we're making something the 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 fires are burning there's stuff happening here like that collaboration he talked about and that feeling of you know coming together and just pounding out ideas with really you know like he said like like a band um, I think it's true. It's it's a very cool thing. So anyway, if you want to hear more about that, check the interview. It's on the Instance uh, podcast. It's also on the website at frogpants.com. You can find it. And if you've never heard the old, I say old, but the older episode I did with Chris back on, what date was that? Uh, Jesus, two years ago. A while ago, that. wasn't it? Yeah, 2016, 17, whenever, right when he left Blizzard. 2016 is when he left. Yeah, well, he left. He announced his leaving 
2015, late 2015. It's already been five years. Yeah, it's been almost five years. Not quite. It feels like it happened, you know, a year ago, six months before the pandemic. Oh, my God. This is... But track anyway. down that interview. I just put it in the chat room. Um, the original interview, you're going to get some really raw stuff there uh, where he describes his journey and he was in a real place. So I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of recommended listening, even for me. And I was there and I like to go back and listen to it. All right. Um, moving on. Early reviews, like I mentioned, look good for Legion. I think I'm going to get it. So I'll let you guys know next week. I think week I'm going to too. There's a sale on the Epic Game Store. They gave everybody a coupon, I think. <laughs> Really? At least I got on. I got it. Okay. I don't well, mind getting it there. I don't care. Hold, I'm hold on. There's some caveats. Let me let okay. me throw this right. out there Go real quick. It. it looks like there's an event going on with Epic. I have a coupon that expires on 11-1 for $10 off something. Yeah. There isn't a restriction. You can't use it to pre-order. But Watch Dogs Legion will be out before then. So if you're willing to forego your pre-order bonuses, which, you know, eh, they're whatever, uh, you can maybe save 10 bucks. Yeah, the pre-order bonuses are a gold car, a gold mask, and a gold gun. Don't care. Yeah, I don't. Gold, the color gold was ruined by somebody who's in a seat of power right now. And I don't feel like (laughs) emulating that style. (laughs) I didn't realize. I mean, yeah, it's gold. Gold has seen better days. Let's put it that way. That new yeah. gold, that new iPhone, that gold, what do they call it? Something gold? Not the not rose gold, the new one. Uh, it looks shiny, and there's something about that gold, I have to admit. I don't know. I can't, I can't get on board with gold anymore. It's been permanently tainted. Yeah. Gold but, normally, uh, I'm not. Well, I won't anyway. say permanently. We yeah. can bring gold back at some point. All right. But, I mean, gold's kind of stupid to begin with, so we can just keep it away. It's stupid it. to begin with. <laughs> it's just a rock that you think is shiny, so you kill each other for I it. I love like, it, dude. There's a rare. Fired into the sun. We don't need that stuff. It does nothing. As rare metal it, earth goes, or earth metals go, gold is stupid. I love that. Yeah. I'm making Trains a are stupid and gold is stupid. I'm going to become Omnom now that he, well, I'm not going to say spoilers for TWBD, but somebody's got to carry on the Cinderborn. Legacy. <laughs> Legacy. I'm gonna get. Listen, here's what I'm gonna do. Earth metals is. Stupid. I'm gonna make a T-shirt that has a big lump of gold, bright gold, and then below it, gold is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sounds great. I'm gonna do that. Uh, I'd yeah. wear that shirt. Wouldn't you wear that shirt? You'd totally wear the that only shirt. time I mean, gold is cool it, so I guess is I when would. they start talking about it in like old panhandly ways, and they're like. You find any of that color up there? Or they yeah. just call it the color. Yeah, the They're color. Like, you find any of the color? And you're yeah. like, hold on. Maybe I Dude, like gold. I'm just you're coming- talking about it like it's a mysterious thing. And I all of a sudden am way more into it. I'm coming off a fresh viewing of uh, Kim and I rewatched uh, Deadwood. And so I am in the mood for such talk. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that show is good, you guys. All right, moving yeah. on. Uh, no Man's Sky coming to the next gen PC uh, and or sorry, coming to next gen consoles and PC is getting the upgrade for free, assuming you have the hardware for it. But they are up up in that thing to support ray tracing, obviously better load times, uh, more stuff on screen at once. <laughs> once again, proving this is the game that may have launched horribly, but they are dead set on making it great forever. Uh, no Man's Sky free update. Coming everywhere, unless you and if you already own it, I think on at least on Xbox, and you are moving to a Xbox Series S or X, you get this upgrade for free. I don't know on PlayStation because I just haven't read it anywhere, but I read that about Xbox. 
and Xbox is encouraging that, so I, you know, probably makes sense. Um, and on the PC side, I'm excited because that's where I play it, and I will have the hardware for it, and I'm very excited. Good job, No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah, they keep Art. doing it. Every time you turn around, they're yeah. like, "Hey, what if we did an update?" I don't this know is the to... game I need to most be playing that I don't play. Well, same, but it's one of those games. It's that it's that one game where they're they're hell bent on making it so even the most ardent anger of anyone who bought it at day one and was disappointed. I they, think I think we've I think we've moved past that period. Have we? Good. I think like I think they've it. made I think they've reached a point where they made good on whatever mispromises are. I think I think they just want to keep shining this diamond. Like I. I I mean, I'm looking at the game right now, like the latest No Man's Sky trailer, and the number of plants I'm seeing, and like these are obviously probably on the best hardware has to offer right now. This makes me feel like I need to get a new PC so I can play with it looking like this because it's gorgeous. That last update was amazing already. I just put a screenshot in our Discord. This there's no filter on this picture. This is how this planet looked. It was a planet that was all grayscale, but anything red was still red. It was like the friggin' Sin City planet, and oh. it was amazing, and I loved it. And you just see planets like that now. And this is before the the current graphical update. Like it's nuts. Yeah. I love the way that game looks. Like they actually have hit a point where when I go to a system, it's not always the most exciting thing but i make a point to hit every planet Mm -hmm. because i don't know what i'm gonna find there and i did find i don't know if i told this story i landed on a planet that had the giant sandworm on oh you did because no one's i haven't talked to anybody who's seen the worms yeah i saw it and then the game treated me like it was a figment of my imagination which was a bunch of BS because what happened was I was on this planet. I was scoping it around and looking all around, checking it out. I'm like, yeah, that's a cool planet. This is all right. Everything starts shaking. And I thought I was near like a a little, like one of those little pods that explode because that makes your camera shake. And I went, no. And then I looked up and sailing through the air over the top of me going into the side of a mountain is one of these giant sandworm looking things. And I was like, Oh, I got to scan it. That was my gut reaction was to scan it. So I pulled up the scanner, but I couldn't get it to scan properly. And then I went, I should take a screenshot. And by the time I realized (laughs) I should take a screenshot, it was gone. And I spent hours looking for it again on that planet and (laughs) didn't find it. So it's, uh, it's a unicorn, it man. Kind of makes me crazy because it's like, no, I swear, I saw a sandworm, and I have no proof. That's I believe you. I believe you. Just know that in your heart that I. Yeah. I this I, update's exciting, by the way. It is right. The last one was well, exciting. The one before that was exciting. So the, the more making... the more detailed words, but this has the vast base building, mm-hmm. which is huge because your base area, when you sit down that base computer is limited by space. Yeah. And I, I did butt up against that where I had to put more base computers down. So I don't know what's going to be involved here, but I'm just looking at what they're walking through and that they have these like elevators and passageways above on top of these things. I'm like, I could design a whole FPS level in here or something like just like basically course. Like, yeah. Yeah, like just make this base and make this level, and you got to go through one end and get out the other, and you can't. I don't know. There's, I'm like, I'm having ideas, and I'm like, oh, this game. Here's what they need to do, though. They need to the the update after this needs to be a revamp of the building tools 
I think they're they're unwieldy oh, at this point. UI, yes, please, yeah, absolutely. Just redo Ab- it. Yes. Give us a big grid. I don't care. It's something better than or, roll, scrolling through that stuff. Is real honestly, bad. just give the PC players an alternative, like an advanced advanced use that's better for them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I know. I think the reason they have that is for the controller support, which is fine. It's in there, great. But yeah, please, like base building would be so much more fun if the controls were better. Oh, uh, virus override in the chat confirms. Uh, I don't have a link or anything, but he says that the free upgrade is also coming to PS5. So sweet. That's great. I like hearing stuff like that. I don't know how. I mean, people must still be buying new copies of that game based on the goodwill they've earned. Or else why would they spend all this time on free updates for five years? Like Maybe it goes back to that passion. They just want to see the game that they wanted to make be made. If that's true, that's so rad. You know what I mean? Like... That is that's what I want video games to be. I want these to be grand artistic visions that get seen through by the most passionate of, of creators. This guy's it's a small studio, right? Yeah, it's just a yeah. little, little Yeah, group. so the, they're overhead now that the game's launched and that's all out of the way. If they own their stuff, then they probably have pretty low overhead, you know? Oh I don't my. know how, what their team size is like, but hold on. Some Crimson Neon says there's a shipbreaker Halloween update out today. Shut up! What do oh, I do? What do they add to that? Has it got monsters? Yeah, what What's do, a Halloween what, update for that? Yeah, what like? am I in for? I'm already scared of cutting the engine wrong. What's going to scare me? Maybe there's there? a bunch of kids flying up in space <laughs> trick-or-treating while you're trying to take the ship. You're like, get out of here, damn kids! Just throw a quarter what panel at What was that him. movie <sighs> where Sam Neill had his eyes taken out? Oh, you gotta, uh, you got to break that ship apart. Dark. Or, uh, oh, that's a great Event idea. Horizon. Be- Event Horizon. Oh, that's the a Haunted great Frontier, idea. it's called. And I could be... I could be... Uh, um, uh, What's his name? I can't think of his name. I could be Samuel. Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne, and, oh, and okay. put the helmet on and go out there and cut up the ship. That's a great idea. Yeah. All right. I didn't know that. I love that game, so I I keep I keep I go back to that all the time. That's my most favorite Zen game of the year. It's so much fun. All right. Um, finally, Anthem teases some initial update ideas, suits and loadouts, that kind of stuff. Um, the post was kind of boring. John, you wrote that here yeah, too. Yeah, I, I, I read this. Um, so we've known that they have gone back to the drawing board in a big, bad way for Anthem for a while. Yeah. And they have, and this is sort of what should be exciting. Like, this is our first window into what maybe they're doing with that. And honestly, I'm sad to say, because again, I want to like Anthem so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I want that game to be great and amazing and for it to be good. I got so bored reading the post because for one thing they're talking about like loadouts, like they invented it. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no guys loadouts have been a thing for a very long time. And they're trying to put all these screenshots and stuff in there to illustrate like how they expect the javelin system to work going forward. And it was just very sterile and boring, which is ironically what I would describe the game as, And the problem is, is it's also written from the perspective of like, hey, Anthem players, here's what we're changing the game to be. And guys, I don't think there's many Anthem players out there. I think these sorts of blogs should be written for people that don't play Anthem because I suspect, and maybe I'm crazy, there's a lot more people who don't play Anthem than do. Uh And if there are people out there who still do play Anthem... 
They don't care what you're writing. They have set their metric for what you do, where it is. There's nothing you're going to say to them to make them feel good or Mm -hmm. better. Mm -hmm. You can only lose them at this point. It's time to bring the rest of us into the fold. And if you can't get us excited about that game now, nobody's going to come back to it. And I want to. I want to like that game. I wanted to like that game. Mm -hmm. I signed up for the stupid EA thing Mm -hmm. just to play that game. Mm -hmm. Same. So I'm not rooting for it to fail, but my God, the first thing we hear about it after so long, and it's just like, guys, we think skill trees for the javelins are going to be fun. You're going to (laughs) be able to put a weapon in like a primary (laughs) slot and a secondary (laughs) weapon in a secondary slot. Where are my anthem peeps at? Video games work, you guys. You're describing how video games work in 2020. Yeah, that bums me out. That bums me out to hear that. I mean, whatever. Maybe they were hard working on it, and it's better to hard work. But get some PR on that thing and get me excited mm. again. Because right now, as far as I know, Anthem doesn't exist. Like it doesn't even exist as a video game until I am really convinced otherwise. So get on it, boys. All right. Mm. What do you think, John or Bo? Uh, I was just reading the article. I mean, John, I got nothing to add except you know, it is a cool idea, and I do want to play it as well nice i wish it was good i wish it was something i could play too uh yeah same and maybe we'll get there i'm not saying there's not a chance i just think it's an improbable chance but maybe and, yeah and to echo john's sentiment like this looks like the destiny 2 ui screen as well <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not do. pretty much that destiny 2 like <laughs> yeah that's also a bummer i understand yeah. well whatever video games are hard turns out all right check this yeah. out games we're playing this week uh wow i've been playing a ton of wow uh, i've got a paladin almost a level now i've got five top level dudes turns out it's it's fun and quick uh to take your old alts that haven't done much in a while and quickly get them to 50 so they're ready for the expansion yesterday would have been the launch of the expansion had it not been delayed don't know when that's happening yet no new dates one would think with a little extra space in november without cyberpunk hanging over their head maybe blizzard could do it then i don't know what they're gonna do but uh i really like this patch i've been enjoying it i'm thinking about when i hit 49 and three quarters or whatever flying to orgrimmar talking to that npc and turning xp off so that i can go back and finish pandaria through the whole thing i just want to do the whole story um and there's still gear upgrades and stuff you just don't get xp uh i'm thinking about doing that I haven't decided. I don't blame you. Pandaria is awesome. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw uh, Ghostcrawler's tweets mm-hmm. about it recently. Mm-hmm. He was talking about going back through there. And I, dude's smart. I think he's great. I'm pretty sure after our encounter at Nerdtacular, he thinks I stalk him for some reason. <laughs> but he said one thing that I do disagree with. And now that you're playing through it again, Scott, I would love your take on it. He said that he kind of regrets making the entire expansion about the Pandaren Mm. and that he wishes they had instead just done an Asian theme that happened to have the Pandaren in it. And he thinks it would have been better for it. I disagree. What I like the most about Pandaria 
is that it felt like a real world where you learned about these people and this culture. And it wasn't just like, oh, here are the enemies they fight, but it was, and they farm, and here's agriculture, and here's how they brew, and here's how they live their life, and these are the things that they're afraid of, and this is their history. And by being all about them, I feel like I understand their race and their place in the world more than any of the other races in WoW for the most part. And it's crazy to think that that's all from one expansion. I, completely, I actually think it's a strength. Completely agree. I think that I would disagree with him as well on that point. I think that that is one of the strengths of, it's one of the chief strengths of the game, period. That time in Pandaria was so carefully crafted, so deeply made. Like it just is so, so much. Oh, I don't even know how to describe this. Like every story resonated. It felt new all the time. And at the same time, it felt like home and like you be, could be comfortable there. It felt like you really, truly were discovering this place. The mists had lifted and you had found this new place. And it was meaningful and amazing. And I'm feeling that all over again with this run through. And I agree. I don't, you don't diminish. The, the Pandarans are the reason that that whole thing succeeds. And it's funny that it's the thing that everybody was so like snarky about. Ah, pandas. Bam. What is this? Kung Fu Panda of the video game? <laughs> like that, all that bullshit 10 <laughs> yeah. years ago. F those guys. And the donkey they rode in on. This is an amazing chapter in this game's history. And it's so fun being in there again. I'm loving it. My favorite zone is the Valley of the Four Winds. And that's the zone where you farm and make beer. Yeah. And like, that's the storyline of that zone. It's like, <laughs> what if you farmed and made some beer? And you're like, okay, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And by the end of it, I was like, this is my favorite zone in WoW possibly ever. Maybe mine too. There's just a real genuine depth and care and artistry going on that's just not in other expansions, just straight up or, or, or the other expansions have to rely on so many tropes that we're already familiar with in fantasy that it it's fine, but we've seen it all before. And that place, it felt like everything was new. Everything you were doing and seeing was new. It's still beautiful. That's the other thing visually holds up compared to like, you know, wrath and stuff does not hold up visually. I hate to tell you everybody wrath is a great expansion. No question. Ugly as sin. <laughs> It is an ugly mm. expansion, low resolution textures, shitty geometry. It is not a pretty game to be in. The music, amazing. Music, yeah, I was gonna say it says great music though. <laughs> yeah, amazing music, but so does Pandaria. Oh, yeah. Greg just wrote me a text. That's hilarious. How is that he even said, possible? Stop talking about me. <laughs> he said I can hear you. Is he listening? <laughs> no, he's not listening. Oh no, he's answering a question I had about Overwatch or not Overwatch, but about Valorant. Sorry. <laughs> Totally different thing. That would have been so weird. He took a few oh, days man. to answer it. So he, this was from a few days ago, and he's just now answering it. So I may actually poke him later and say, what do well, you mean you like the pandas? If he's not doing anything, you can invite him on, and he can deal with John. <laughs> him and John can hash it out there about the stocking business. We keep, uh, we keep meaning to um, have him on some show and just talk about stuff, not even specific Riot and or WoW time, just like games and philosophy he's very thoughtful games. about games it's yeah. really neat to he's listen awesome, to him yeah. or read his stuff we gotta make that yeah. happen um i'll f- think about it he's just busy and so uh, he's probably less busy now probably a good time for me to do it it's not like there's Riot. a reason as a non-wow dev he's still getting articles written by about him by the wow community when he talks about wow and that's not happening for anybody no else no 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 currently. yeah exactly like that there when he was actively you know posting 
on the forums and doing stuff on Twitter when he was with the WoW team. I mean, it was major event stuff when he would talk. It was like, ooh, Greg's saying these things. And sometimes controversial, but you always knew it was going to be at the very least entertaining, sometimes enlightening. Dude's got a brain on him. He's he's awesome. He owns a yacht, right? I don't know. Does he? Does he own a yacht? I have no idea. I wasn't there a thing on the instance with the yacht and him? Oh no no no! What are you thinking of? He's and I'm on a yacht. Somebody's like, you're listening to the instance, and I'm on a yacht or something like that. Wasn't that a thing? That wasn't, wasn't there Greg a thing though. With... Greg's thing was. Oh, wasn't Greg? Oh, okay. Greg's I'm... thing was. Uh, I'm totally. I'm off, off the chain. The totally off the chain. He's off the leash. Yeah. yeah. Off the leash. That's yeah. it. Uh, that was Who's the boat thing? guy? I don't remember who the boat guy was. I can't remember who the boat guy is, but it's like there was definitely like a thing where a guy like did I this is I'm such and so and I'm on a boat and this is the instance. I'm not crazy, right? Well, I, I know am, I, like, there's something that ringing a bell, but I don't know what it is with a boat. What would it have been? I think it was him. Maybe it was just another thing where he just sent like two I could have sworn there was a, a yacht thing with him as well. But yeah, I, I think there was exactly a yacht thing, but I think this is like deep arcane. Like I don't expect you to remember this, but it's definitely like an instant memory though. for sure. Like an actual yacht though. It may have been a joke of some sort, but I don't think he has a boat. I think there was some controversy because he was on a yacht and he seemed like Mr. You know, rich game developer or something. Somebody like that. And then there was some joke because of course it was exaggerated or whatever. Something oh, like maybe. that. Maybe. I don't remember any of this. Anyone in the chat room? Any of you guys listen to the instance know what I'm talking well, about? Look, my brain is like a fat McDonald's straw. You put marbles <laughs> in this side. You put marbles in this side and out the other side. Boop, pops out one of those, and I'll bet I lost the yacht marble. I don't, I don't remember yeah. it. <laughs> lost the yacht marble. All right. To the game I played outside of WoW. I played a game called Ghost Runner. Whoops. I uh, almost deleted yeah, it. Yeah, I'm um, interested to hear about this one. Yeah. So... I wanted my, you know, it was actually after I heard about the cyberpunk thing, small developer, a lot of buzz, 24 bucks. I'm like, you know what? Let's do this. Let's just see how this is. I think Bo would love it because it reminds me of the skill play in Doom Eternal. Is it? Is it? So it struck me. My impression was that this was a Genji simulator, like a bunch of developers really like playing Genji and Overwatch. Is yeah. like, why isn't that guy just making a game with that guy? You're <laughs> like, why are we wrong? Making, who actually, cares about the rest of the character? You're actually kind of onto something there now that you say it. It's he got, has deflect abilities, right? He does. You have to unlock them, but. Uh, yeah, I'm so, I, I love playing. He's the best character in Overwatch. They, they got sick of people saying, stop playing Genji, noob. And they're like, fine, I'll go make my own video game where I can play Genji all I want. Nobody yeah. will criticize me. I think now so that you said it out wish loud. This, this. Oh, you should. You absolutely should, Bo. This thing is right up your alley. The reason it reminds so me of you. So high, high marks. It's a good game. Oh, yeah, I, totally high marks. Home. I'm not very good at it. I'm okay, but I'm not great. And it's meant to be hard. It's very difficult. Um that lots of tryovers on certain areas and things like that. John watched me play a little bit of it uh, on stream. The aesthetic is awesome. Very cyberpunk, very Blade Runner, like all that stuff. An amazing soundtrack that'll just blow your freaking mind um, by a guy named Daniel oh, Deluxe. Yeah. It's very good. Very good it's soundtrack. Good. Uh, in fact, I'll just play a taste of it. Check oh this my out. God. Listen to the song right here. This is the big one. as hell this thing the, the beat drops it's just good oh yeah anyway I def- yeah it's perfect it's very good uh the look of it is beautiful it's a gorgeous engine it has also supports ray tracing so i've been running that that looks great and doesn't do i haven't had a performance hit or anything um 
uh, 60 frames per second, so super smooth. It reminds me of Doom Eternal in that a lot of your stuff is just very skill and almost like a da- like you're doing a dance um, and, and, you know, getting used to that character. Oh, it's, now that you say the Genji thing, I can't stop thinking about it. It is like playing Genji. It's Genji. Yeah, the, you, you have dash, you have deflect, you probably mm-hmm. have sh- uh, shurikens or whatever. Yeah, you do have a. Do you have a weapon? Shurikens, I mean, not shurikens. <laughs> shurikens. <laughs> shurikens. 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 <laughs> a different uh, thing. But yeah, it's a totally different thing. But but uh, it has all this really cool stuff, and on top of that, a pretty rad story so far. There's this voiceover the whole time from what sounds like a semi roboty disembodied doctor guy that I'm learning about. Turns out he's dead, but his voice is in the AI, and he'll pull me into these cyber verses sometimes where I have to learn how to do certain tricks. There's some puzzle stuff in there, uh, very Tron-like, and then you get out into the real world again. It's all gritty and you know downtown, awful future city stuff and all that. Cutting dudes in half, whacking their heads off, that kind of stuff. And it's very cool. It's you know 100% action game, neat story on top of it, really cool tone and theme. Uh, this is... You know, somebody's going to love... I, I can't wait to see what speedrunners do with this game. Like, that would be the stream I want to watch. I want to see somebody oh, rip yeah. through this place. That's a good... Like, ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, it's mostly me being mad because I failed four times, and then I get it, and it's a late... I'm elated, and then I get to go do something new, and it's great. I watched you for about 10 minutes. You made zero progress. <laughs> yeah, dude. But you, but you cussed a lot. I was so pissed. There's this part where I just could not get my head around how to drop assassinate one guy oh it's also a tether bow where you can like tether between certain high things it's a lot of traversal stuff you also run on walls all the time and uh i'm doing all that and i and i come down stab the first guy jump over to the second guy get him then there's the third guy i gotta try to do all this in the right rhythm while they're shooting at me and try to avoid getting shot one shot and you're dead uh so and then you do this thing in the air where you hold down shift and it slows time down you can like shift left or right away from their bullets and then zoom in and do an execution kill and i'm not great at that dance yet and so that whole sequence i was just like my my adrenaline was through the freaking roof i wanted to tear a chicken's head off its body i was so mad there was a point where you had an extremely in-depth description of how you wanted someone to take a poop on your chest (laughs) Wait, hold on. Because of how the game was making you feel. In fact, I would ask, I would like someone in the chat room to real quick see if you can go and find that moment. I think it's here. And just clip Scott's, it's like 30 (laughs) seconds of him just describing it. Uh, I think I have that clip. The frustration was mounting. Let me see if I have that clip. I think I have it. Clips on my channel. Here we go. Um,. Okay. You would have thought Scott was playing a horror game with the level of screaming that started it, too. Oh, and nobody, that's the other thing. Nobody captured it. You got to be kidding me. There's no clip in here of any of that stuff. That's yeah, how I did it wrong. I mean, I guess I was listening, too, and I didn't think to clip it. But. Yeah. Dang it. Well, anyway, yeah, if you want to hear me really go, go dirty, <laughs> I got I had a moment. I had a moment. Yes, but I'm curious. I know it's not exactly what you were talking about, but it is in your games. I'm wondering, um, have, has, uh, has Torchlight 3 crossed your radar at all? Uh, it has. I've been hesitant because it was in early access first, and then I was like, well, that's one I'll just wait for. And then since the release, it just feels like it's fine, but is not doing anything crazy. Like the, the reviews I read are like, yeah, it's like Torchlight. If you like Torchlight, you're probably like this. The big difference is they have this city building aspect. 
that definitely feels like a thing that like this home base aspect or whatever it's called that feels like a thing that was in the bigger MMO thing they were making before they pulled back and just said, ah, we'll just make three. And mm. so some people feel like that's weirdly tacked on given that it was, a, they were systems that were part of a different, you know, an MMO focus. So I don't know what that even means for me, but I'm, I have a feeling I'll get around to it. I just haven't, I don't know. I just haven't felt the drive to do it. Thought about it. Yeah. Certainly the reviews are not, stellar like the user reviews which you know it is some indication that there's some dissatisfaction so yeah there's i don't know they're Hmm. also a different team i mean it was the same team but then the guy who founded it left and took another guy with him and so it's like a remnant of the old team and then there was internal strife over what kind of game this was supposed to be is it going to be an mmo is it going to be this other thing and i think that's that's resulted in some unevenness but uh i've talked to a few people that really like it um, I've, most of the complaints think, that you see here are people saying, yeah, there's a lot of bugs still that shouldn't have been out of early access yet. That kind of stuff. So hmm. I don't know, dude. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm curious about it. Cause I, it is, I did like the first two torchlights and I, I did too. You know, it's Big just, fan. it's like this great game. And I'm like, we didn't really put it in the notes. No one's paying attention to it. And I'm like, I don't want to believe it's that bad. Cause I want an ARPG to play. <laughs> like I'm all, you know, yeah. I'm good with this and it, you know, but I think it's, it might I need think some more time. It probably needs some time. It might need some patch time or something, yeah. I don't trust Perfect World all that much. <laughs> the development no, me neither, actually. That's, yeah. That's the other thing, know. too. That's probably the worst thing about everything I'm seeing. I just see Perfect World, and I'm like, eh. They kind of do shovelware sometimes. Well, they you know? came in late, right? Like, they, were, they weren't a part of the development of this at all in the beginning. And then it used to be, was it Runic? games was the yeah, original Runic. developer and they're all gone now so i i think they just kind of own the stuff and uh, i'm trying to see studios and partners that, like i'm looking at their offerings on steam it's like they're all mmos like i guess they have a wheelhouse and maybe a single player arpg isn't it i don't know i've heard good things about remnant from the ashes that's supposed to be good that's theirs yeah. uh i played yeah i mean i guess i don't know i just know that Honestly, probably a lot of people are not going to like this, but I was very unimpressed with Star Trek Online when I logged in. And I think they also took over the Matrix Online, so I probably have some remnant hate from that because wait, when did at you the do, time that was out. When did you do that? the Star Trek thing? Was that recent? No, it was a few years ago. It was recenter. Like, it was definitely like, it's an older MMO, but let me come in and check it out. But it was just, I didn't like seeing... I don't like it when they give you a ship right off the bat. I didn't like seeing all the other players, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, there's a bunch of, you know, it ruins Star Trek to have a bunch of players in it mm. for me mm. because, <laughs> because, because you know, it just it looks like a Star bunch Trek of people. <laughs> they're like derping around and being derpy. And, you know, I'm just like, this is Star Trek. Like people go to the um, holodeck to be derpy and stuff most of the time, unless you're broccoli or berkeley but like <laughs> you know, berkeley. neither name was right uh wait what's his name it's berkeley, berkeley right berkeley berkeley berkeley, berkeley. <laughs> berkeley. <laughs> i don't know there's just something about and i didn't give it a fair shake i was only in there for a few hours but you know when the menus seem janky like you go in and everything's just like that's MMO bar. true yeah. but, like and the menus are ugly like wow is really good for the new player like with no add-ons anything 
they make their client not look like it's full of MMO barf. But like most MMOs, you log into that first character. Mm-hmm. Dark lizards like this, you have got windows everywhere. They're full of text, all kinds of options. And mm-hmm. you're just like, this isn't inviting. Like, let me let me get into your game and then let me get all the add-ons at later <laughs> when I want to be a super nerd about the game. Like, why am I overloaded with UI? And um, Star Trek also gave me that feeling. That's interesting. I hear really good things about its current state, but I think having multiple people in the game may still be a problem <laughs> if you didn't like that. Well, part yeah, I mean, you're living a Star Trek fantasy and then the USS butt cheeks goes by and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, I want to be on the USS butt cheeks. <laughs> I, I mean, it. there's some humor in it, but I'm just like, I can't, I can't spend hours doing this. This is, you know, especially when I got a game, I could play an MMO. It's called World of Warcraft. I like that one. Like, yeah, that one's pretty that's good. That's always my proposition. I may go in and I feel like, ah, I don't like the temperature of this water. I'm like, well, I know where there's good water. So, yeah, I'm looking yeah. at this forsaken world here over on, uh, on, um, sorry, on the, uh, what do you call the name of the company? Uh, Perfect, Perfect World. World. Perfect yeah. World. Which I guess is now owned by Arc, or is Arc? I don't know. Whatever. It's a launcher. The, the video game Arc now owns the, the company. I think it's Perfect the World. it's their launcher, right? The Arc launcher. Anyway, it's got Neverwinter on there, and Star Trek's on there, um, and Torchlight's on that launcher. If you want, you can get it on Steam. But um, there's this thing called Forsaken World. There's another one called. PWI. These are both just Korean MMOs, and you know how I get with those sometimes. I kind of want to try one just to see how yeah. shitty it is. You know, I mean that Tiger Man looks pretty badass. He looks all right. <laughs> Look at the Dwarf Man next to him in the Forsaken uh, World. Yeah, I mean it looks a little cribbed from World of Warcraft. Oh, it totally is. is. I, I was yeah. just looking at video of it. Half the gear in there is like, oh my gosh, is that Illidan's glaives? Nice job, guys. Like, uh, it's cheese balls, hell. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, and I hate to say it because probably it's not nice and all that stuff, but if it says perfect world on it, it's a, an avoid for me. <laughs> that's, yeah. just, that's just real talk. <laughs> I just you look might, at it and I go, I don't you think You might so. like this uh, this um, remnant from the ashes thing. That might be something to look at because it's basically. Is that that multiplayer one where it's super tense and all that? No, 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 no multiplayer thing. It's a, it's a, it's a f- steampunky, future uh, souls like basically action RPG souls like sort of thing that there's really well received like uh, great okay. reviews on I, they're showing reviews in their video on Steam and one of them is like more fun than it has any right to be and I'm like in my head I'm like because it's perfect world <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> they left that part out of the- <laughs> yeah this is like chat room says try on worlds is like this yeah same kind of thing as the guys make yeah. just a bunch of throwaway MMOs and- the game looks the game looks cool oh wait i haven't seen rift in a while what's rift up to hold on yeah i remember when you were super into rift yeah i kind of like i liked rift in the day rift had a moment for me yeah it really did oh my gosh okay rift is still going <laughs> they got like didn't doesn't rift have a political system where you can vote for the president and all that and oh stuff? i don't know do that th- i'm thinking of Terra, maybe oh one Terra. of those mmos you wouldn't think ended up getting a complex political system because terra is weird that game is freaking weird they also oh, still have I was that thinking defiance of something game else for perfect world i was thinking of a different company oh but which same, one do i stand by what i said but you guys know joe wood productions joe wood joe wood 
I they mean, were. Can I tell you what that a, sounds like? <laughs> they made a lot of PC games, and even as a dumb kid, when I was buying a bunch of PC games, and it was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna go buy PC games," I very quickly realized that if it had Joe Wood on it, I sh- probably shouldn't play it. It was probably not worth my time. Wow. Oh well, yeah, I okay. searched Joe Wood and RimWorld came up. Tell me, <laughs> tell me if any of these names sound like games you played. All right, because currently these are these are now they're all now owned by Nordic Games. Nordic bought everybody um, yeah. during that auction thing, but um, Jay Wood, Joe, Joe Wood is no longer a thing. Uh, their games include futuristic car racing game Beam Breakers, came out in two thousand two. Nope. Action role playing games in the Gothic series. Gothic, remember that. I- Played some of those for two minutes and was like, nope, not for me. Uh, Spellforce, the Spellforce series, which is now published under THQ Nordic, which actually Spellforce 3 was pretty cool. It's kind of like, it's basically Warcraft 3 is the game. Uh, an industry giant series of games, whatever industry giant is, some kind of uh, business simulation. Um, other titles include Transport Giant, World War 3, Black Gold, there's that gold again, The Sting. Hotel Giant and other games in the Giant series. What? <laughs> giant Citizen Kabuto. I, a Giant? What is a Giant series? I don't know. Oh, here we go. Okay, I found their list. Panzer Elite. Uh, Thandor, The Invasion. Traffic Giant. The Nations. Thandor. Zax, The Alien Hunter. Swine as an acronym. Uh, yeah. Rally Trophy. Aquanox. These all does he bring in a bell? Any of these? Oh, what Aquinox? Aquinox, or Aqu- wait, it says Aqua. Oh, Aquinox is um an RPG. I was thinking of Abadox. It's a submarine-based first-person shooter. <laughs> nope, not the game I'm thinking of. <laughs> oh, you're thinking of Nox. Which I'm is- thinking of Abadox oh. or Abaddon. <laughs> you know the one where you go inside a planet that's like all gross and stuff. Yeah, Abaddon. I kind of do. Hold on, Knox. Was it Abaddon? There was a game called no. Knox. There was a video game called Knox made by Westwood Pacific, so Westwood Studios before they went under, and Electronic Arts published it. It was a Diablo competitor. Came out in 2000, and I loved Knox. Oh, Knox. The whole premise was so stupid. You were a teenager in your bedroom and uh, at your computer, and something magic zapped your thing, and you got sucked into this world and basically became you know, Atreyu or whatever the hell his name is from never ending story, basically that, but it was great because it was bloody and it had all kinds of Diablo shit and you got loot and everything. I liked it. I remember liking it. It's probably terrible. It's probably bad, but I thought Nox. it was cool. Nox. Hmm. Yeah. I linked the game I was thinking of, but anyways, we don't have to talk about that. And it was one um, of those games I'm where as Nox, you installed then. it, it would tell you the story of the world because it took so long to install. So you had like a whole... Oh, StarCraft 2 actually does that. They tell you the story so far as it's installing. Oh, right. That's right. Because like was it was thing. just on the edge of that. We still installed things when it came out. <laughs> My favorite thing about that Command & Conquer remaster yeah. is when you go to play it, it goes through the what the installer used to do when you installed the original Command & oh, Conquer. Oh, right. Game. That had something like that, too. Because right? they used to do menus where they were doing like fake, like, we're loading geometry into the game. Yeah, oh, that, like this game actually looks kind of cool. Which one? Is great. I, I linked Knox. I love two thousand back in the day. It's really interesting. It actually it. looks pretty neat for a game of that era. Yeah, they were. I mean, it was basically Westwood and Blizzard were going back and forth trying to out, outdo each other at the time. But uh, 
So it was kind of a failed attempt at Diablo, but I thought it was cool. And it was way advanced over Diablo 1. Like, made Diablo 1 look like garbage. This game apparently doesn't have destructible rocks. That's why it failed. That's the problem? Okay. I'm watching the NPC just push rocks down corridors, and I'm like, you can't destroy it? Yeah, Nox breaks no rocks. That's the phrase on the back of the box. (laughs) On the box, Nox breaks no rocks. That's so stupid. All right. Uh, that's what I played. John played World of Warcraft as well. What are you actually doing in there? Are you just same thing as me, like leveling alts or you yeah. the main game? Yeah. Level, leveling stuff. I got one of my 45s up to 50. I took one character all the way from 1 to 50. Nice. Uh, now I'm working on a, doing one of that those for the allied races. So they started at level 10. Mm-hmm. And so I'm working on taking that up to 50. Nice. And it's just... It's just good. It's just solid. Yeah. It's kind of broken. It kind of doesn't work exactly the way it should, uh, but it's, it's better than what it was. Oh, so yeah, it's an better. improvement, but it definitely every now and then you're like, this is weird. I had somebody point out the other day that you unlock the ability uh, to shiv in yeah. the game, leveling up as a rogue before you get any poisons that shiv would utilize for its ability. <laughs> so there's a couple weird things in there like that. Yeah. And, um, but it's, it's great. It's fun. Uh, I have more max level characters right now than I did for the entire battle for Azeroth expansion. Um, prior to the pre-patch. So I have more max level characters now than in the history of world of Warcraft. All all during this patch period. So I've never had... That was me during the demon invasion pre-Legion, I think it was, where they made... Where it was like, you want a max level character? Give us 10 minutes, we'll get you a max level character. Yeah, good point. But I had like... The most I ever had max level maybe was three ever at any time in the past. And then some would get behind and then he wouldn't be max for an expansion or two or whatever. But I have leveled now five characters. (laughs) I'm working on my sixth, I think. Yeah, with the paladin, like it's nuts. And there are it's because they're working on a paladin up, but... right now as well, a rep paladin. Oh, you are nice. Same here. And they yeah. were both they were both like sitting around at forty five. Everybody's sitting around at forty five that I had previously, roughly or so. They're around forty five. Not necessarily. Uh, there's one that's I have a shaman who's thirty five. I may do something with him. And he's just someone who I never did anything with. I had a free boost. I said I've never played shaman. Boosted him. Sat him down. Never did anything with him. So now I just, I'd be there in, you know, hours. So yeah. that game's, that game's got me again. And I don't know why. I don't know why it's a stupid pre-patch. I don't get it. There's something it's about comfortable. it. Like it, it's just, it's come, it's gaming comfort food at the moment. Yeah. Like you, you sit down, you don't have to invest too much attention into it. I was streaming it this morning and I was like, that's the most I've chatted with a chat room during a stream in a long time. Why mm. is that? Oh, because I'm so comfortable with wow, I don't need to actually pay attention to what I'm doing. Yeah. Only every now and then do I have to go, what am I doing right now? Oh, yeah. okay. It's this. Okay. Right. You don't have and you don't get all focusy and you can't, you know, you can talk the whole time. So it's super streamy. It's like, I don't know, it just feels good, runs great with that yeah. those new settings. It looks good. I'm digging it. I'm yeah. back. Why was that its best when you're just strolling through the world and doing things and not worrying too much about the periphery? Like the it's fun. Yeah, you know, it I, is. I think, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna sub for Shadowlands. Oh, look at you mm. on the edge for Shadowlands. Mm, we could do. I'm, I'm really on the stuff. edge. I want to play Torghast. Yeah, I hope it's good. I know nothing about it except what it is. Yeah, 
And I don't know, maybe capture some of those dungeon crawling raid times might be fun for a little bit too. Yeah. Miss it. There's guys, there's people in the chat room fighting over who has the most people. This guy's got 20 max tunes. Disturbed Angel does. It's a lot. How does that? Uh, I guess it's too early to say because I like I, this conversation is as old as time, at least in gaming. But like, I feel like that does devalue. Again, maybe this is an old school way of thinking about MMOs, but it feels like it does devalue people's characters by just being able to pop up. Oh, a make another one. Character. Well, that's the funny thing. I know full well that when the new expansion hits. And I'm loving all these characters. I loved leveling that mage last week. I really liked leveling um, or finishing out the. Um, was it who's the guys that could be like ten things? What's my wrong with my head? Hey, druids, dude. druids, jeez. Yeah, uh, I really okay. enjoyed. I follow that logic now after the fact. Who's <laughs> <It's> the <laughs> guys that can be ten things? <laughs> they can be so many things all the time. But Humans? I love, I, love, I don't I don't know what are we talking about. I love playing that. I love playing the mage and I love playing I'm loving this paladin. He's great. But I'm pretty sure Gurps the guy on day 1. That's who I'm going to care about. So I don't know that it diminishes it. Like in fact, well, there's it, just a sense of when maybe it's just like, oh, you're level, you know, 80 wizard, so you've played that class a lot. Mm-hmm. Now no one's going to make those assumptions about you as a high level character. They're going to be like, true. well, you probably played it for a day. I think I they know. devalued it honestly by going as far as they did. I think uh, I honestly thought and I predicted it and was like, for sure this is going to happen. And then they proved me wrong. I think they should have stopped leveling at 100, like not gone past it, found alternate ways to level your character. Um, it always seemed very weird to me that they kept adding additional levels because at a certain point, and, and this was the problem they hit, they didn't mean anything. Like, Battle for Azeroth levels didn't mean anything. You didn't unlock Mm. anything. You didn't get any more powerful. In fact, the opposite happened because at a certain point, all your legendaries from the previous expansion stopped working. So everything got way tougher. And then when you hit max level, because of the way scaling worked, you went from being able to steamroll over everything to getting your butt kicked by everything. So you actually leveled 10 levels, got more powerful, and then you just started getting your butt kicked everywhere you went. And it was, it did not feel good. Mm -hmm. And so I it kind of got to the point where it's like, what are we doing, guys? Like, why why is this a thing we're even participating in if we're not going to unlock anything, not going to achieve anything, and the game's going to get harder for us becoming more powerful? And I think they kind of saw that too. But I do see what you mean. I think there is an element of like, well, okay, everybody has a level fifty Mac of every class, so who cares? Yeah, like, because like even people who that? who people who would call into the instance would be like, you know, I'm a level 60 hunter on X and O server. You know, now it's, I mean, it's fine. Again, it's not a big deal. Cause I, you know, I see the positives with all this too, but there's, that's gone. I, I feel like that goes away. You know, that sense of identity that I'm a this or yeah. I'm a that. Yeah. Um, when you have all of the characters, you're just whatever you feel like playing that day. And, it's just part of the psychology, I guess, behind MMOs, right? Like, it's kind of like this idea that we can play D&D in this persistent world all the time. Mm-hmm. and But there's always been this created value to things. Like, things are hard to obtain in the online world because that's how value is derived. And deval- value informs meaning. And then meaning, a meaningful life is great. So having meaningful gameplay is what's appealing. So it just feels like... Yeah. 
what are we doing? We're taking meaning away. What are we adding in its place? Mm. And I don't know that I've heard or seen that. So I'm like, mm. I well, guess that's just a new, different, different game now. It's just a different game than it was when it, it is, launched. It is a all. different game. And it used to be you were an insane person if you made alts all day and had 10 of them. Like you were crazy. Yeah. Because Imagine all that? those people who spent like thousands of hours making alts. Now every butthole can make like a bunch of alts and like that, those people's work. It's like, well, I guess, guess you should have waited five more years and you well, could have not have to spend that for the, for the record. And you can, yes, you can do it sort of quickly, but, but one to 50 is still, you know, it's a, that's a lot of game time. That's a bunch of video yeah. game playing. If you're going to go from, uh, you know, if you left a character at 110 and he's now 45 and you only have five levels to go to max, yeah, you're going to rip through those, no problem. So for me, it's been more of a catch-up with all the alts I never finished mode. Mm. Um, but the Paladin, I'm st- I started him at level one and I'm still working on him. I think I hit 39 or something um, the other day yeah. or today. Okay, well, then uh, you guys made it feel like it was really short. That's why. Maybe it's short I'm, if you're at 45. I'm not really turn. understanding. That it's still yeah. short. It is short for sure, right? Like, it's short. You can do it in a couple days. Right. You can't do it in a day. But the the thing that happened for a lot of characters is a lot of people... Battle for Azeroth wasn't very alt-friendly. So not a lot of people leveled alts. They just leveled their main and they left everybody else 10 levels lower. Yeah. When they did the squish, all those characters are level 45 with a full experience bar. So you log into the game, do one thing, you pretty much instantly ding from it. You now have four levels to go till max. And then you go into the start of an expansion, which is always front loaded with a ton of quests to do. Mm-hmm. And you go through that, and those four levels go very quickly yeah. for those characters. But for the ones that I took from like one to fifty, there's a lot of game time still behind it. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Did they drop the price of the boosts at all? Uh, they're well. I, it sounds like it's overall less hours. It is for oh, sure. Way it's less. So if they didn't change the price of the boost, then they did a price increase without changing the price of the boost. <laughs> that's a good point i guess i don't even know if you can do boosts anymore they're not giving one with the expansion this time unless you're uh buying the the big one they changed the way heirloom items worked as well yeah all that stuff's changed it's just you know they're trying to take an old game and make it work again like it might be healthy for the game like i'm I i guess maybe i sound critical i'm just trying to understand uh well, I can tell the relationship you, it, of everything. It drug me in, and I was already a fan of the way that Elder Scrolls Online does their stuff. Everything is scaled. The whole world can be attacked from whatever angle you want at any time you want, and it's challenging all the time. Mm-hmm. I like that. So for WoW to be scaling in this way for these alts, not not talking about Endgame or any of that, but for these alts to be scaled no matter what I want to do, and I can go start some other campaign if I want to at any time, and it will scale to me. Like, I was already down for that. I know a lot of people love this idea of seeing a level 60 zone and going, oh, will I ever get there? And then when you get there, it's like, now I'm here and I can go just lay waste the lower level zones. That goes away with the scaling in this part of the game. But I like it. So for me, it's it's a better pace. I feel like I'm constantly being challenged more. I've actually died a few times, and I couldn't tell you the last time I died in BFA or even, jeez. I mean, how many characters have I had actually die outside of a raid in three expansions? Barely any. Because it's just, you know, the world's not that hard. It's harder here, for sure. Uh, this also depends I, on the character. That you I are. died from the stupidest thing. 
Do tell. I was I was doing the underwater zone, um, and uh, what was it? Vashir, I Na- think it was called. Najda- oh, Vashir, yeah, the old one. Yeah, yeah. And there's a part where you get in a submarine, and they take you down under the water in the submarine, and they go into a cave. Mm-hmm. And I'm just standing on the submarine, minding my own business, and apparently it just lined up perfectly. They have uh, kind of the new equivalent of the Fell Reaver in that zone. Some mm. like very powerful like whale sharks and sea serpents and stuff like that that are just there to scare you. And apparently the submarine uh, piloted through and clipped through one of these things. And it aggroed on me as we clipped through it. So I was just standing on the submarine deck and then all of a sudden my character just went all <laughs> over dead as the submarine continued to dive I and i was like that. what just happened i had to go back and look at the log and they're like you know this named npc hit you for all your health damage i love that and oh, uh that's yeah, great it was my favorite death just standing in a sub minding my own business you can be proud of deaths like that i've died to a couple mm-hmm. of mobs that just got hairy um, and I like that feeling once in a while. It's just a cool. <laughs> to tell. <laughs> it's just a really cool, you know, for a pre-patch, I'm just surprised how much it's grabbed me. I, normally that stuff does nothing for me, but this is like legit stuff to do. And I've really enjoyed it. So anyway, also, you know what it is? It's just that brisk pace means you're getting stuff on the regular. So your dopamine hits are happening. Every level, yeah. it's like, hey, you got a new ability. Hey, you ranked up on this. Hey, you can fl- you can fly now, or you can ride you can ride faster now. Like you don't have to go through all the rigmarole of learning how to train, how to ride, and stuff. That's gone away. Yeah, you, you didn't level for eight hours just to go, and then that go. You've unlocked the ability to run through Black Fathom deeps. Yeah, and you're like, who? What? Yeah, who gives? Oh, a that's shit? what I got for all this effort. Oh no, thank you. Yeah. I don't want to. I think that's the, the I love kicker Black here. Fathom. So while some may say, oh, it seems maybe a little too fast, eh, I would argue this feels just really good because you're getting rewarded every time and it feels like you earned it and and it's not boring and it's the pace is great and you know, there's occasional weirdness like John's poison thing or like today I was doing the green serpent thing where that whole green serpent thing gets blown apart and there's giant shaw thereafter and uh during the cutscene, it's one of those old Taron Gregory cutscenes where they started to get a lot more dynamic with the animation and stuff, but it's the old orc face. So this green orc who I'm doing work for, I forgot his name, Commander Nazgrim, Nazgrim who when yeah. I talk to him at the, at, the, at the freaking monkey park or whatever, he's just looking normal, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I just talked to him. I also miss the Hosen real bad. I love those guys. They are. Oh, great. I forgot about Rico and his story where he's like, you ookin dookers, I'm back and all of that. He's so good. <laughs> it's so good. He actually. falls in love with the undead and asks for a kiss. And when she pulls off the mask and he sees it's just a skeleton yeah. jaw, he's all, oh. you're ookin dead. <laughs> run away. <laughs> it's great. Then he tries to make up with her later. It's great. Um, yeah, playing Alliance during Pandaria is one of my big regrets in life. Oh, really? Oh, because you didn't get to do... I didn't get to hang out with the Hosen, and I had to follow Anduin around for oh, the whole X-Pack. Like, yeah. the least coolest character ever made by Blizzard. Especially that Although expansion. that's changed now. He's gotten better. He's but still, okay, he's but pretty... then he was a weenie in Pandaria. Yeah, yeah. like, since BFA, like, the best thing to come out of BFA is Manduin, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
one of the best things. But like at the time, he's like, "Hey guys, we gotta learn martial arts and be peaceful." And I'm like, "Oh god, <laughs> can I hang out with your dad, please?" Jeez. Yeah, the horde stuff in there. I forgot the hosen were horde only. That stuff's really great, and uh, I just love it. But anyway, Nazgrim looks so different. So he's he's just a he's the new modern orc face. When I'm talking to him, going, "What do you need? Take a quest. Look Tarogar. All that, right?" But then mm-hmm. during this thing where they're all fighting, he's like charge and the camera comes up to him and it's the old pointy face low poly freaking orc face like that's not you i just talked to you (laughs) so there's some stuff like that but you know it's it's expected they're not going to redo those scenes or whatever so yeah it's forgivable it's old content yeah it's a really good time uh hades john you're done with hades that's it yep you're out i know we have a hard out so yeah i'm not sure I'll accept that you're saying that and respect it, acknowledge it. I'm not so sure I believe that because I said the same thing a few days ago uh-huh. and I haven't played in two days. So, you know. <laughs> oh, really? But I think I'm playing tonight. <laughs> I said it. I said it several. I said it like a week ago because I think I got the third ending a week ago and I was like, mm. well, that's it. I'm done. I got the third ending. I'm calling it there. That's my off ramp. I'm done. And then Bo was like, they did a patch and I logged in and I did a level nine heat sword run and was like, this was a fun time. <laughs> I might have to play. I might have to play Hades. Yeah. When they, when they saw, I saw an update and went, well, they're, they're not done. They're going to see what this is. They're going to check that out. Sounds like mostly stat stuff though. Right. Like just, yeah, it's a balanced patch yeah. mostly, but they upgraded all of the weapons. I like. It's so, it hit me really well. I was like, I like all of those. So Well, that's amazing. Um, so, all right, Hades, to bed finally. It was nice to see Big Giant Games reach out to John on Twitter and, and congratulate him on his uh, time. Oh, yeah, they did. They said uh, I, I posted how much I liked the game, that I was done, and they kind of reiterated, like, having ways to step away was something that was important to them. And I was like, yeah, because you all probably got addicted hopelessly to it, too. Yeah. Um, but it was it was cool to see them acknowledge that. And uh, I think all the people there are just awesome. I watched the documentary, and they just seem like a very passionate, awesome crew of people. Yeah. It's a team to watch moving forward. They seem like the beginnings of something. You know, they're already great, but... Once in a while, you'll find, you see a team and you're just like, mm, this isn't this fly by night freaking indie team. This is going to go places. I, I think if any company had a real shot of really out Diabloing Diablo, like, oh, I it's going to be this company. It. With their art style it, and their the way they do their worlds, and st- I would play the hell out of an action RPG from Like, them. if they decided, like, let's start stop with the small scale stuff and try to bump up the scale a bit to a full box, $70. They, they, there's an opportunity there. Path of Exile ain't it. It's great and all that stuff, but it ain't it, man. And Diablo 4, probably going to be really awesome. It's looking good, but they were on shaky ground with Blizzard right now. And I don't know what's going to end up coming out of the other end once it finally has arrived. But I know Hades is good and the team there are like hitting on all cylinders, you know, so Mm. they could make a really, they, they have, they I mean, it's almost an ARPG, most of their games. Yeah, the way it plays, so. the way this game plays, and the way I've seen like really, really advanced players play it, they're playing it like a hardcore RPG or action RPG. The game and they, they have a good taste for the writing's excellent, man. Yeah. Like, 
it's not like super CGI veil, but like the dialogue, I'm listening to it. Like I don't even listen to the dialogue in Diablo all the time. Yeah. Like I stop and listen to all the dialogue there. They have, they could do it. Yeah, they would. I'd, 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 I'd buy the shit out of that game. Are you kidding me? Oh my yeah. gosh. Anyway. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, Bo, you're almost done with uh, Original Sin, Act 4. Almost done. You almost yeah, done. we're still working through Act 4. We killed the doctor, uh, Amademelik, or whatever his name is. And <laughs> it's slow. But Act 4 is pretty good. Amademelik, something like that. But um, <laughs> I'm sure that's it. I'm pretty sure. And, it just uh, sounded like you were swearing yeah. for no good reason. <laughs> I know. It's that, that's why I like saying it. Amademelik. Like, Amademelik. Yeah. But I think, that, I think it's Ademelik is his name or something like that. So. Um, yeah, and I keep thinking I'm finished with Hades, but, but I don't believe bring myself. It back in. <laughs> I don't believe it, it is time to find the off ramp. It is time. Yeah. Like John's, I'm joking with John about the thing, but it is time. There are other things to do in the world. And I think the past two days I've been able to stay away. So, you know, I think I'm going to try playing other games and maybe the people who watch my stream will be very happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do something else. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know what I'm going to do. There's no cyberpunk. Oh, I know. Uh, <sighs> so I'm almost tempted to say, like, take a few weeks off gaming because I know I'm going to be up to my eyeballs and Doritos and Mountain Dew come cyberpunk time, basically. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's not a bad idea. But I'm getting Legion Friday, so we'll see how it goes. Not Warcraft, hmm. but the other Legion. Uh, and if John gets it, we'll have a lot to say on the show. We'll kind of compare notes. Yeah. And I'm thinking about it. I'm pretty sure I'm going to do it. If there's that $10 off thing, that's, and I already have some credit on that store. I think I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I, I think like the game I'm most likely next to play is going to be Banner Saga 3. So, oh, yeah. I'll you probably, already got that. I'll probably so. load, boot that up between the games. But I'm really it. invested because I just recently played one and two, and I kind of want to, I still have that momentum of wanting to play a third installment. So, I think that's going to be what I do next. You should stream that business when you do. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for the show. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us tonight and uh, being here and being a part of it, as always. We love doing the show, and part of the way we love doing it is uh, with money. <laughs> so you guys are so great because you support us at patreon.com slash core show, and without it, uh, no lights are on. So we need your help. If you haven't done it before, head on over there and check it out. Lots of cool levels and stuff to get at patreon.com slash core show. Your support means a lot, especially right now in these trying times it's gonna do it frogpants.com slash core is the website you can also email us at uh what, what is it now talk to the core at gmail.com that's it I'm trying to remember the new one talk to the core at gmail.com got a couple backed up that we'll get to next week when we have a little bit more time uh what else that's it uh core pod on twitter you can also find john at john underscore jagger bows at bow schwartz i'm at scott johnson and we'd love to hear from you there. Be here live when we record the show every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. That's over at twitch.tv slash frogpants. That'll do it for us. Before we go, Bo, any any words of wisdom for the listeners before we go? Uh, yes. Mediocrity sees nothing higher than itself, but talent recognizes genius instantly. Whoa. That's amazing. John, anything to add? How am I going to follow like a genuinely inspirational <laughs> quote? I don't know. Do you, give us something good like don't eat the yellow snow or uh, uh, watch out where the huskies go. I don't know. What's a good one? Give me give, give me a good one. What do you got? Uh, make it so. Make it so. One. It rhymed. Well done. Perfect. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Broccoli.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.